Are you ready for Rishi? <laughs> Rishi Sunak is the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. And we here on House of Commentary have got some thoughts and feelings about this. Absolutely. I must admit, for a second, I thought you said you were going to say the King's going to have a busy day tomorrow. Uh, Charles has got to do something. Yeah. Well, as long as there aren't any protesters throwing uh, cakes in his face, as they were today at Madame Tussauds. I think with the recent tradition of what happens after a new PM's elected, Charles will probably be hiding tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Might come out in a hazmat suit to shake his hand. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's quite... it's it's uh, a worrying time for some people. So, Mr. Sunak has made the grade apparently. Mm. So let oh man, there's so we should many do a little recap. About. We should do. We, it has been a very stressful day today, to be honest. I've been watching the stressful. thing. It has the whole thing, the way it planned out. I thought it was quite stressful. I well, thought we were going to get a week's worth of drama think, rather than just w- twenty four hours. You know, you know, you know this great match that happened yesterday, India and Pakistan, where the whole of cricket was displayed in the last over of the game. Mm. All of politics has been displayed in the last twenty-four hours. It seems to me all the different permutations, combinations. Everybody came up with a million one theories about what should happen next, and everybody thinking they know the answer. And similar that, to the India-Pakistan game. The outcome was the same as everyone thought what from the beginning. Be? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just that Rishi Sunak is the guy for the job, as yeah, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mean, exactly. Who, did we really think Boris was going to come back? I thought there was a chance. I thought, to be honest, there was a part of me that was agreeing with those people who said, if he gets over 100 votes, he's going to go for it. And, and he I did was, get over 100 he votes. He did. He got 102, apparently. But he didn't go for it. He didn't go for it. And I think he did the right thing. I think a lot of people, a lot of people went up to him and said, come on, mate, you can't just, you can't just go in there and spoil the party. This is is two years of agony. In fact, the worst thing was that I think, I think a lot of people must have been thinking, okay, he becomes prime minister, i.e. Boris Johnson becomes prime minister and within, uh, within a month, He'll be voted he'll be out. out again. He'll be out again. And he's still under investigation. That's, That's part of that problem. investigation, yeah. yeah. Within a month, he'll be out because a lot of the Tory MPs were saying that they're going to lose the next election if he comes in mm. and they'd rather go out with their reputations intact than go out yeah, uh, exactly. looking incredibly corrupt because they would have had to vote him to stay, vote to stay to keep him in. And, um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Do I, I, don't, I don't think Boris had a leg to stand on, to be honest, coming back. And uh, then you got Penny Morden. She was the other main candidate. She was the only, she was the only one. Because she came third in the original. In, in, and she's I, basically realised that she's not got a leg to stand on either. I don't think people, I enough think the people pro- supported her. Yeah, I think she genuinely thought, when she started, she thought, you know what, I got a, I got a hundred plus votes last time round. Liz Truss is now not there. She can't mm. steal any votes from me. I'm going to get all of those votes. And then Boris turns up out of the blue and she's like, bloody hell. Now he's, there was me thinking I'm going to have a straight path to victory. Boris comes in, steals all her votes. But the strange thing is when he pulled out, a lot of those votes went to Rishi Sunak. That's it, yeah. A lot of those votes went to Rishi Sunak. I think enough people knew, in, in a weird way, Rishi Sunak has really benefited from Liz Truss's trying and failing because... Her economic policy not working 
just meant that his economic policy looked so much stronger. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like speculation anymore. That's right. So everyone kind of felt, okay, we have to literally do a complete U-turn and do what he said. Yeah. So yeah. he's the man for the job. And also he's he knows stuff about money. Which is which helps. Morden's not Morden's not perceived to know stuff yeah, about know. money. In fact, it was quite funny. I saw a I saw this thing where um, they a person actually said, "Imagine you're a, you're an owner of a big company and you're looking for a CEO, and you've got two candidates. You've got one candidate, Penny Morden, um, went to university, Reading University, got her two one in um, public relations or whatever it was, or, or reading some." Uh, of the arts went into public relations and that was it mm. whereas you got this other guy went to Winchester one of the top schools in the country yeah went, went to Oxford, Oxford got a first then on a scholarship on a scholarship Stanford went to Stanford was it Stanford Stanford right got his degree there then he went into investment banking Went to Goldman Sachs, and then yeah. he he helped set up a um, another investment um, organization. Made his millions, and married Who, into millions, and married into billions, married into billions. billions. <laughs> and who would you choose yeah, in your company? I mean, I mean it's rather obvious, it's isn't it? It's very hard to compare them. Yeah, it? it's on very the, hard on the CV. And he was the chancellor of the exchequer, and he was cha- at a time when you had to have a good chancellor of the exchequer. That's it. Yeah, you had to have a good chancellor of the exchequer. I mean. Everybody makes mistakes, but when they when they get things right, it means a lot. And I think he got a lot of stuff right. By the way, you're going to hear fireworks in the background. Yeah, these are not celebrating Rishi Sunak. Although maybe they are. Who knows? I, I thought but, it was actually the UK going to pot. <laughs> it's either fireworks for Diwali or it's the apocalypse outside. We haven't decided yet. We'll see what happens when we finish the podcast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> But might, for those who that are, might be our economy. Who knows? And, 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 and for those who are listening uh, from India and well, from around the world, happy Diwali. Yeah, and there's a, at least one of you. We know this. Yes, yes, at least one of you. Exactly. <laughs> so to you, happy Diwali. Um, what do we think about Rishi Sunak? I I think uh, he he is literally a robotic man. You know, I, I thought he had personality. Because he had disappeared for six weeks. But when I saw his speech today, I literally thought the last six weeks must have been him cloning himself and turning himself into an android. Because he really does have the most monotonous... I don't know if he is... Let me give you... Let do you think they like, get a sat-nav and he goes... It's... They say, copy the sat-nav, Rishi. <laughs> no, uh, what happened was... What happened was, first of all... Um, I'll, give some, I'll give some background to what happened. Okay. So... Up until about five minutes or three minutes to two o'clock in the afternoon, Penny Mordant was still going to be putting her name forward. And literally two minutes before, she withdrew. I think she fell short by a handful of votes. So Rishi Sunak then, being the only person in the race, won by mm-hmm. default. He then gave a speech a half hour later to the Conservative MPs in the private hall or room or whatever it was. He then actually went to the Conservative um, headquarters in London, which is near uh, Downing Street, not too far from there. And they set a lectern up, they set up a stage and all the rest of it. And then nothing worked. <laughs> Literally nothing was working. Um, all the TV crews were there and they were saying, look, nothing's working yeah. here. Tell the people who are um, the commentators to just talk. And eventually they got the sound working. But I think what happened was, first of all, there were no pictures 
and sound. Then there were pictures, but no sound. And then eventually the sound came on. And I think he was talking from an auto cue. This does not sound looked, like how you should start the Prime Ministership. I know. I think he was just talking from an auto cue. And he came across so robotic. I, I mean, like it's almost like a step Liz with wine. Ross. <laughs> you know, he, he came across like a What's like he talking about? Yeah. I, I really don't understand. I mean... And it's a very short speech. He's, yeah, he, but he's trying to be that guy who's very, you know, respectful towards his... Like yeah. predecessor and all you that can't suddenly start dissing people like straight away you should no but he, look at the crap she put I know, us I know. but he but the he, main... should, he should have stood there and, it, and showed some emotion and said thank god guys thank <laughs> god you lot saw some sense and picked me because look what she did to the economy I know, I know. like we nearly drew with the dollar <laughs> i know it was I know, one to 1.05 what so was madness was that yeah, really interest ridiculous. rates to seven percent what's going on i think you've got lower than that 1.05 i mean it's just absolutely ridiculous the um but i think he's left all his supporters do that do that should have said it himself i still think he should have just just been himself and just said exactly what he no, felt no, no. i'll tell you what was really funny was... Sort of stuff like thank you liz trust for Carrying out your role with the humility and whatever else I know, he said. I know, what I know. What the hell are you yeah, talking about, mate? Humility and integrity. But one of the funny you things... You just said, I never he... want to see your face again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goodbye. That's the exit. That's it. Uh, no, but the other thing was, um, when he was made... The, when he won the leadership vote, effectively being the only person standing, um, Labour came out with a statement. The deputy leader of the Labour Party came out with a statement, having a real go at him for... Uh, Talking to the MPs first and not the nation, she said. He, mm. he, he you know, he's, he should be talking to the nation first, MPs second. And no one told her that he has not. He's not yet PM. Yeah. <laughs> he's not PM until the King Charles himself yeah, yeah, says. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's really, really funny. It, it does make no, you wonder. The minor details. Yeah, but know. it shows how little some of these people That's actually true. understand their own uh, the things that they're trying to get into. So now the question is: Do we think he's going to do a good job? And do we think the nation will accept him? That's a good question. I mean, both of those are good questions. Um, dealing with the first, the second part, about a good job, dealing with that one first. Um, I think everybody is hopeful, and I'm pretty sure everybody has got fingers and toes crossed, because everybody knows it's going to be tough. It was going to be tough anyway. I mean, this is one of the things that people forget. Yeah. It was going to be tough anyway. Liz Trust totally messed it up. Okay. Um but the problems are still there. Hmm. The problems think, are still there. I, I think people deep in their hearts know we're not getting a general election. Oh, wait, he's already means, said that. He's which, already said which, no general election. Which means that we're stuck with him, which means we have to hope that he does well. Yeah, absolutely. And also the um, the other aspect of it is that people... You know, he, he, he said a lot of this during the summer, wasn't it? He talked about how things are going to get hard, inflation starts hitting starts hitting everybody really badly and it's very hard to control inflation because you don't really have many levers. You mentioned it in terms of levers. So there's only either you increase taxes or you actually reduce public expenditure. He said basically yeah. that's what it came down to. And there's seventy billion dollars worth of uh, seventy billion pounds worth of actually I think. Seventy well, not billion. They're different. They're the same now anyway, but <laughs> it's seventy billion worth of black hole funds that we basically have to No replace. but they've already got that down to about thirty or twenty five. No, no, it it's seventy. Really? I, don't, yeah. I thought I thought that I thought As they got of that today down. it's seventy estimated. Right. Well, so what, what, we're going to have to cut all healthcare for about <laughs> fifty years. <laughs> no. Well. No. No. <laughs> the, the budget for healthcare is about fifty billion. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, no, I think the I think the big question is going to be where are the cuts going to be made, 
Because there are, there have to be. Cops. I think it's going to be the police. And I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's gonna... always the police. I have a it's feeling. Healthcare, they're the police, but they because doctors are already thinking about striking. I think it will be the police. I don't think first. it will. Be. I have a feeling they're going to try to not implement too many cuts. They will. I, th- I think what they're going to do is. Um, I think they'll try to sort out the energy problem first. With a, or they're going to do something about energy. I can see them try to do something like that. Maybe restrict it. Hasn't, hasn't Trust tied us in with the energy anyway? No, no, she hasn't. What happened was that uh, she basically gave this stupid blank check to all the energy companies for two years. Mm. Okay, that, that's what frightened everybody. A blank, keep thinking about it, a blank check. So has that not gone through? Or? That that hasn't gone through yet. It hasn't been voted on, has it? So, okay. so still it can be looked at. So. What Hunt said was, we need to reduce that to six months for for people. Uh, That's still too long. It is a long time. And actually, I can imagine that what might happen is Sonic will come in and he can just then say, say look, he should just no, say no, scrap it. he can't say scrap it because you need it. But he'll say, right, only to people who have homes of this size or salaries of this much. Yeah, it has to be so really, it, it has, has to be, be targeted. really stringent. It has to be better you know. targeted. Which is what he one of the good things. I he think did. we will see cuts. I, I think it will be on a council level or whatever it is. I yeah, think there'll be yeah, either yeah. generalized cuts or there will be, be yeah. specific cuts. I don't like yeah. police and stuff like that. I can't see. I can't see you in a country where well, I don't we've already got go train drivers striking. We've got nurses thinking about striking. We've got doctors thinking about striking. Yeah. All, all the public the next servants. Four months. And then they're all. But the problem is, they're all asking for ten percent increases, which is a killer. Yeah, but that's, this is the problem. But I don't blame them I for think asking. That, I think, yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, they're asking I, for like twenty yeah. percent. Some of them, really? Oh yeah. my god! But the the reality is, in the private sector, nobody's getting those sort of increases. So yeah, but the private the, sector has been getting increases. The, the difference yeah, is, is yeah. that the public the, sector yeah. asking for pay restoration after decades of well, cuts. Yeah, I mean, so there's, because there's, there's because they too. because they have frozen pay for year upon year upon year. They haven't got any. So, so private sector, even if they get 0.5% over 10 years, you know, per year, they're still getting 5% increase. Whereas public sector is having a real terms cut of 20% over 10 years. That's what they're asking for re- restoration. Yeah. Well, there's, so I can understand why there's a difference I don't, there. I think that in the private sector... And, and also private sector, they get bonuses and all this. All, yeah, all no, no, stuff, not so. everybody does though. But, but in, the private, in the private sector, those people on good salaries and good jobs are getting significant increases. But that's not everybody. That's actually a very small part of the entire all the people in the private sector. Yeah, all, all, all I think we should is, actually keep that for another episode. You know, we can talk about all this, you know, pay, pay restoration strikes and. Yeah. But what all, do we all think I'm about highlighting this? is it's the, an interesting the, conversation. Yeah, the the all I'm highlighting is this demand for a significant increase at a time when um, the money isn't there. Basically, mm-hmm. is going to be really tough, and I think the I think he's. I think what I would expect him to do, and what I'm hoping he does, is they focus on getting inflation down. At the moment, it was reported 10% for September. One of the things, if they get the, um, if it's seven percent now. No, but if they get the, uh, if they get this uh, energy plan in properly, they reckon it can knock up another three, four percent. So if they can do that, that will then bring inflation down to 10%. a sensible level, down from ten to say five. If you bring yeah. it down to five, then it's up to the bank. It depends what the interest ba- rates are as well. Yeah, yeah. The banks, the Bank of England will then implement its the one percent increase that it should have done last month. Right. All right. I think, and the interest, that will then I think probably the interest down. rates is going to be what kills people rather than inflation. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but only 11, only 11 million people in the UK have a mortgage. It's the people who are borrowing. Is it, but yeah. people borrow for more than just a mortgage. People yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but I feel like credit cards are going to get hammered. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, think, I think cards. people who are borrowing, I think the, it will be the interest rate. It's not inflation that kills people. It's going to be tough. It's going to be. What do you think about who's who do you think is going to be choosing for his cabinet, the, one of the main so jobs? Jeremy Hunt's not moving. No, no, that guy's there. He's there. He's he's reversed the Liz Trust plan. <laughs> he's done everything he needs to do for the next twelve months because now he just needs to say, Rishi, what do I need to do next? Yeah, and Rishi will tell him, him. Yeah, and he'll just sit there. And I don't see him being replaced, if I'm honest, unless he's got a real, you know. Unless he up policy that we don't know about, but I don't think he will. He's the sort of person, person who's just happy to sit in his position and add it to his CV. To I, I don't see him as someone who's hard line on anything. Exactly, and also he knows he's never going to be leader. He's never going to be PM. He's already said I'm never going to be a leader. He'll only be, be PM in a decade's no, time. He's, he's two decades time. When he he's older. Ruled, yeah, he ruled himself out basically. He, I mean, he gave us he gave a thing because he's three times now. Well, he also adopted the same economic policies as Trust when he ran. Really? Yes, he oh had a very God. similar policy. He, was, he wasn't he was sitting there doing the Sunak plan. He only U-turned because he saw Quasi Kartik go downhill. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you see your yeah. best mate is shot in the head, you don't, don't start running it. in the same yeah, direction. Exactly, exactly. So he, he's going to be there. I'll be very surprised if um, the person who replaced uh, Braverman, uh, Grant Chaps, is removed. Because he's only been there. Less than a week. And he's quite well respected. In the yeah, he is. And, and also he's had um, ministerial positions. So it's not like he doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about that, well, it's quite interesting, actually. The other thing about that particular role, Grant Chaps, when he was actually um, in Boris Johnson's cabinet, he was regarded as the best communicator of all the different uh, ministers. Interesting. So it's interesting that a person who knows, who has a reputation of being able to communicate well, He's now in charge of the Home Office. That could be really interesting because he's yeah. going to have to deal with a lot of crap. If you actually think about all the stuff he's got to deal with, all these uh, protesters, climate change protesters, the oil protesters, <coughs> and so on and so on, that's, a, that's going to be a big deal. I think over the next three months, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of people are going to try to use these next three months to really upset the environment in terms of the um, social environment by having lots of strikes and lots of strife and I think dealing with that is not going to be easy not going yeah. to be easy and be then very, uh, very what about um, our health minister can't it can't be Theresa Coffey <laughs> the guy who smoked this is the this is Liz Trust's she, best mate she smoked she smoked she's a smoker overweight and all the rest of it and um, it's quite funny she's because she's also the deputy PM which she, I didn't know yeah, about yeah she, she right had both now. roles yeah she had both roles she had both roles so um, what the hell well no you're allowed to be deputy prime minister and have a have role have you seen her it's just that I know <laughs> Describe her, describe her. People people are listening to this and seeing the picture. How do I put it lightly? She looks like the Trunchable. (laughs) (laughs) If if any of you want to watch Matilda coming out soon, she she really looks like a She looks like (laughs) Matilda's nemesis. I don't know. Oh gosh, I, I didn't even know this was a person. Yeah. It shows how, how crazy things have been under yeah, trust. Yeah, so you, yeah. She did. Wow. Uh, she, she, I mean, I think she was. I think she had another ministry of, of it. My God, her salary is one hundred forty-three grand a year. Really? For minister of um. So Wikipedia says. What for minister of health? Wikipedia knows all. Wow, that's more than the prime minister gets, though. 
No, no, no. This promise it gets marginally more than that. Is it? She's probably getting paid for both of her jobs, deputy PM and yeah, health yeah, secretary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost certainly getting paid for both. She's a bit browner like... than Rishi Sunak. She did two <laughs> jobs at the same time. Yeah, it's a bit like Angela Rayner, isn't it? Who's deputy P- who's deputy leader of the um, Labour Party? She's got about five different jobs and gets five God. different salaries or something right. stupid. This is uh, how they play the system. They don't I don't know if it's five, but them. it's definitely more than one. Um, you know, I've just seen uh, Rishi Sunak's. If anyone's looking at Wikipedia, there's some great stuff on Wikipedia. Rishi Sunak, the, forget looking at his history and all that. We've told you all that. Just go on Wikipedia and have a look at his signature. Because it looks like a three-year-old with a crayon in his hand, holding it like a dagger, <laughs> trying to figure out how to write English for the first time. <laughs> it really looks like it could be a GP or something with that signature. Oh, that's a GP signature. Isn't it? GP. It's one of those ones where you say, medically, legally, I need to prove that I, I couldn't have written this as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so um, Minister of Health. I, that's a tough one because the Ministry of Health, the health, Department of Health is going to go through a tough time. You got, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon Sergeant's coming back. Really? I think Mr. Jarvis coming straight yeah. back into his position. I tell you something, that's a that's a good shout. Who I else? Th- I, I thought... mean, he's done it before. I, I... he resigned before Rishi. Yeah, him yep, and Rishi yep. have worked together before. Coffee looks like she <laughs> needs a coffee. <laughs> so Jarvis coming I tell back. You that's a good you. shout. I hadn't thought about that one. That, that is a good shout because he's already familiar. He's only been away for about six months, so. And and he was the one who was putting that plan in for um, winter, wasn't he? That's it. Yeah. He, he was the one who was behind the winter plan. So I think I think he's got could work. I think he's got the inroads to it. I think he knows the people. Yeah, Breathy Patel's not coming back. I tell you that. I hope she's not. I don't think she would. I don't. I don't think she would. I do think that um, Foreign Secretary cleverly. That's going to uh, be Breathy Patel. <laughs> I tell you saying it can't I bet be. she comes back no not, not after what happened when she was uh, international minister or whatever it's called I'll minister tell you of what, international aid or whatever if there's anything you need to know about the UK Secretary of Foreign Affairs or, or you know Secretary of Foreign Affairs is a, a title given to people who make mistake after mistake after mistake yeah. they don't literally know nothing about how to deal with international situations Boris cocked it up for God knows how many yeah, years yeah, still yeah. became Prime Minister Liz Truss cocked it up oh, for yeah, God how did. many years yeah, she... still became Prime Minister everyone who does that cocks it up yeah they all cock it up for years <laughs> upon years and if you fail that job it's only proof that you'll be a great Prime Minister or you'll end yeah. up Prime Minister at some point yeah You've probably seen so many photos around the world as well. You've probably worked out, well, I can do the job there. Everyone thinks, yeah, you'll be able to sit around a table with other yeah. world leaders because you're a foreign secretary. Exactly. What happens? You don't know how to do it. I have you a feeling. there I, shaking hands with Just people. going back to who I think. So I'd, it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't change anything there for the time being. Who is that at the moment? James Cleverly. Okay. Uh, I think it's James Cleverly. Sounds I, like I, a footballer. I think it's... Uh, James Cleverly's a footballer. I know, his, I know his surname is Cleverly. He's an ex-military man. And because of Ukraine, is I, I can imagine. Um, You're and, right, it is, and, 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 and we're effectively an economic war at the moment, isn't it? That's going on. I think that, that you have to almost combine the military with the foreign, with with, with the whole concept. Of oh, he's an army of, reserve officer. No, he wasn't actually in the army. Let he, me check. Now, now he's a reserve I, he officer. Probably, but he, did he probably pitches himself as he's himself being in the army. Let's have a look and make sure. Okay, military service. He was commissioned into the Territorial Army as a second lieutenant on probation. 
Okay, so he's a part of the Chow Chow In January 1993, his commission was confirmed and he was made a substantive second lieutenant. He was promoted to lieutenant and then captain and then major. Okay, he's got some He's got yeah. some titles. Until 2005, he was a battery commander of 266. Battery okay. of Royal Artillery Volunteers. Cleverly was promoted to lieutenant colonel on the 1st of March 2015. Right. Well, that shows why he's got no experience in politics because he's been, been doing the army, army for his yeah. own life. Like Seven pen- years in politics and he's like, already got yeah. a secretary of foreign affairs. And yeah. he's already secretary of foreign affairs. Yeah. It's a bit like, um, he's a foreign secretary, yes. Yeah. So it, it's a bit like Penny Morden, who's, uh, she comes from a Navy family, but her actual service is in the reserves of the mm. Navy. It's not actually in the uh, Navy, it's proper. Although you could argue that his navy proper, but anyway, I think he'll stay with. I think he'll stay with. I think the defence minister will stay. Is it? I've he? listened to um, this James Cleverly guy before, and actually, he's he's not a complete idiot. No, I have no. listened to him. I don't know if his skills are as transferable as we think they are. That's true, because he, uh, it's very possible that he goes sits next to Vladimir Putin and goes, "You're right, mate. <laughs> 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 Do you want to?" Have some tea. <laughs> did you, guess, did you forget th- what we put in your tea? I tell you one of the <laughs> things about him, and this is how we talk about what Russians put in tea. I think uh, yes, yes. Uh, I think I think one of the things uh, about Rishi is that in being PM, he's going to need people around him who to toe the line when it comes to giving the message. James cleverly always toes the line. There have been times, even with the Liz Trust thing, there were times when he knew the answer was she's been a dumbass. Okay, mm. but he made it. He just towed the line, said everything was fine, it would be fine, etc., etc. And I think you need that in some of these jobs. Yeah, you so do I have think... to be a bit careful. The only thing I worry about Sunak is that he's not really a strong leader. He doesn't come across like that anyway. The way yeah. that he speaks, the way that he portrays himself, he doesn't come across as someone who is able to stand their ground and not be walked over. Well, it'd be hard to, yeah, but if he's been in investment banking, hopefully enough people have had a go at yeah, him. But he looks, like, he looks like that guy who's a really good advisor. He doesn't look like that guy that I'll, I'll never look at him and go, wow, like, he's really setting a standard. No, no, I think he sets I, a standard. I think he's fully, who, fully, he, how hard does he, yeah, how hard does he he's fight? He's that guy, it's the same as he said before, when it, when they say, you know, the standard question they ask of the hustings, which is like, what's your greatest weakness? And his his greatest weakness was, I'm too analytical, and sometimes I really overthink things, and then I have to oh, I spend that, my yeah. time, and I don't, you know, I don't act really quickly. Sometimes as a leader, that's exactly what you need. You need someone who goes, this is my instinct, this is what we're yeah, going to do. Yeah. That's what Boris is like, that. isn't it? Boris, Boris is, is completely like that. Like yeah, that. Boris completely... is like that. And just, he doesn't do the analysis part, he just goes gut instinct. Yeah, and he, he does think about stuff, but the thing with Boris is a bit too gung-ho. Yeah. He, yeah. But at the end of the day, it, at the time that we had him in COVID, we were he the country. Yeah, we yeah. were the country that made split decisions and they tended to be right. Yeah. Same thing with Ukraine. You think about Ukraine. He was the first one to go in and say, yeah. right, we're going to support you. And he did. He, it's not like he did everything right. Obviously, no, we did yeah, a lot yeah, wrong. Exactly. Uh, but the general trend was that he did more big calls. positive yeah. than negative with the big calls. Yeah. So this is the thing that I worry about Sunak is that he's going to be sitting there going, let's just see what the other countries do first. Oh, I don't or, think he'll do that. Or he'll sit there and he'll say, give me more data, give me more data, give me that, more data. That I can't imagine. And then and then by the time we've got all this data, stuff has changed anyway. Yeah. But I think that as a person involved in investments, you've got to use some, you, you've got to be good with numbers, good with having an tra- idea of how trends are, but also 
you've got to have some good instincts. Otherwise, you mess up big time. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't be afraid to say no to people who are advisors yeah. around you. That's why I think Rishi's gonna actually um, Rishi got him on a first name basis now. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> have my best friend or something. Yeah, he's this got, is what I think Sunak he will lives struggle next door. With. I think this is what Sunak will struggle with is that I think he's gonna have to learn how to not just rely on his advisors. He's gonna have to take on board what people say because everyone in that you know, this is a toxic environment politics where everyone thinks they're right about everything. Yeah, that's right. So. Foreign Secretary comes to you, he's like, okay, I used to be in the army, I'm a major general, and I'm going to say, this is what we should do about Ukraine. Yeah. And he's going to have to sit there and go, I don't know if I agree with you, mate. But and he's going to have to say that to that guy. It's interesting that you said that, because um, one of the big arguments that took place while Boris was PM, and this is what um, came out during the hustings uh, during the summer, is that he had arguments with uh, Ben Wallace, the uh, Minister of Defence, because he was questioning why do you need so much money and how are you going to spend it? It wasn't actually even their amount. He just wanted to know how are you going to spend it? And they didn't like being having to ask that question of how are they going to spend it? Yeah. So he's obviously got a... He understands he has to ask those questions, but how many times do you ask it to the same person? How many times do you ask it of everybody? And right now, those are the questions that need to be asked of every single member of the cabinet because every part of the government, they're going to try to cut back somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a really. I think it's going to be hard for the MPs. This is the other thing: is that we're going into a phase of the UK economy where, because everyone is now accepted, we're going to have to do a U-turn on the economic policy, which was previously spend, spend, spend. Yeah. And now we're going to do a bit of cut, 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 and hope that people start spending. Um, MPs are going to to well, MPs are now going to really fight for their regions and their people, and they're going to feel that. Even if they genuinely agree with Rishi's... I might call him Rishi again. I'm going to keep calling him Rishi. If they agree with Rishi's policy, which is basically we need to protect our economy by making necessary cutbacks where we need to make them and take a hit so future generations don't suffer, they will also feel that every week they have to come out and fight and say... I want this for my yeah, place yeah. and I want this for my people I and agree. why aren't you doing this for me and why aren't you doing this for public services? And there's a danger that a lot of the Conservative MPs are going to start sounding very much like the Labour MPs yeah. and they're yeah. actually going to start sounding as if they don't agree with his plans. So That's true. In fact, Because the they big... want to get re-elected as well. And one of the big questions when you, have, when you have these type of, with this type of environment, I don't think anyone's seen any country introduce a leveling up agenda at the same time because leveling up agenda is about spending money big big that's money it, yeah and that's it. you know if you're on the one hand you're saying you're going to be cutting back spending big money on big infrastructure projects that's not an easy ask yeah so uh, with regards to do we think rishi is going to be a pm a good pm i think it probably remains to be seen we actually well, we, do, yeah, need, we early, do need to we do need to see him in action and see can he make big calls will he crumble under pressure of prime minister's questions because he's not been given complex questions you haven't uh, seen him which are embedded with people who already know what quips they're going to make when you say something and uh at the same time we need to see if the conservative party actually stands behind him because i think they they may i think i think they do right now i think they do right now but i think how long for if you give it three months and it starts to get to december and people's bills are really still high and they're struggling with electricity at christmas and people are saying well it's christmas time and i can't afford my electric bill and I'm sitting in my house with my 
you know, all my coats on. Yeah. I think yeah. that when those start, stories start coming out from the Conservative MPs, I think that's when we start seeing... That's see, when it will start to really... Because the Conservatives mm-hmm. inherently start backstabbing each other after six months anyway. <laughs> it's what we've seen with this this government, especially since Cameron. Every six months, they just start turning on each other. And yeah. then you're just fighting to keep your own place in the party. That's They're right. so... That's right. I don't know what what's the, feral. so toxic. It's, it's almost feral, isn't it? They're so toxic. But I think that's because they've. It's, the problem is when you got binary answers, yes or no. That's what that's what enables all this toxicity. There's no nuance, and as a result, it's hard to bring people even into a a, a maybe situation. They and do need a party whip, and they need people to just be silent on issues. Actually, well, think about it. Liz yeah, Truss tried way, that, and they both resigned. Yeah, in a, but in a weird <laughs> way, they need the Conservative Party. The Rishi needs to make the Conservative Party all stand in a line and say we're going to get behind them and commit for six months and they need to be honest with their own memberships and say guys we can't just go out every week and say we need this we need that because the whole point is we're making cuts and we're all going to feel it that's right and they need to be honest with the nation and say we're all going to feel it and i think what the nation really is yearning for more than anything is is honesty. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I think there are uh, I think there are going to be some interesting landmarks in the next 6 months. Mm. One is obviously this week Friday, uh, no, 31st, 31st October, Halloween. Um the big statement about what they're going to do in the terms of financial plan. That is followed almost I a few days. I think they might delay that. I have a feeling they might delay it as well, but it's difficult to delay it. I think they'll have to I think what they might do is I think it's really easy yeah, for them difficult. to say it's a, very it's a transition thing. period. Sunak's just come in. We didn't know that Trust was definitely going to resign. This was announced before Trust resigned. We've got a new government in place, and I think it's appropriate for us to delay it until we've got a little bit more forecast and information. Well, is the like I said, Sunak's an analytical guy. I don't think he's going to say let's stick with the same timeline Trust had. My instincts are that they're not going to delay it because the more if they delay it, then it puts more pressure on the. Um, Bank of England to increase um, the, the interest rate even higher than maybe they would otherwise do. So it's almost like the Bank of England needs to have a plan but at the same time to with, be able to say we only have to increase by a quarter percent or half percent or three quarters percent. But at the than same time, percent. with how volatile the economy has been recently, they know they need to get that plan right. So because they yeah. know that if they say one line wrong in that plan, it's difficult. It's, it's a difficult. That's one. it for yeah. them. And and the problem is is just like Liz Truss. If even if all this, you know, everyone believes in Sunak right now because he said the opposite to religious trust before, if he starts on the wrong foot and says the wrong thing again, no one's going to have confidence in him. I think he's going to be ultra cautious, and that's I, why I think, I think they'll delay I think, it. Yeah, I think he'll be ultra cautious. I'm not convinced about the delaying, but I think in terms of what he tries to achieve, it'll be ultra cautious to help the Bank of England. However, how's he going to sort so, it out so in that, seven days? It's impossible. It's very, it's very hard. It's very hard. However, so you've got the Bank of England, then so you've got the. First of all, the plan has to be announced, which may get delayed. You've got the Bank of England, I think November the 4th or whenever it is, first week of November, they've got to say what they're going to do with the interest rates. And then one of the big question marks is going to be, are they going to increase benefits in line with inflation? Are they going to maintain the triple lock for pensioners? No chance. And I'll tell you something. No chance. I I think they will increase the benefits, but I have a feeling they'll say the increase to the pensions is going to be a lot lower because he did that, he, he actually did that during the pandemic. I don't know if you remember, but the inflation rate was silly during the pandemic. And he just said, look, if people aren't working, 
we should we have you know we have no right to suddenly just allow this triple in the weirdest way for the most timid guy he's not actually afraid to make big decisions yeah, and just yeah. cut things if he needs to that's right because that's right. he, he knows that he's done it he before. has to do it yeah, yeah. he's he got knows, no choice he knows that it doesn't really matter it, it, he's thinking about the big scheme not about the individual right. person on the street yeah which is hard in the middle of a cost of living crisis because right. people are suffering so so that so those are going to be big uh, yeah. and then they're going into christmas they're going to pray that everybody has a good christmas in terms of business but then the next big one is going to be in um, april when they do the proper budget for the year that's miles away yeah See, that's only miles six away months. so but, this is how he has to survive yeah he just exactly. has to keep the conservative party but from the, becoming toxic until april the thing is though that jeremy hunt has actually delayed the he's, he's introduced this review that reports in january about what to do about energy so January now becomes a really intense period of what do you do about the cost of energy. Mm. Um, so he's got he's got loads on his plate. Yeah, I think with and Boris, we haven't even talked about well, other stuff. This you know? this is the thing. So we've got to be really careful now because he's already got a lot on his plate, as you said. Yeah, and then you know what the prime ministership is like is. You're just going to get another big issue come at you from left field. I think field. it's the loneliest. From way out of left field, yeah, another yeah. big issue will come up. So Agreed. he's coming into office now and he's thinking it's all about the economy. The whole yeah. nation thinks it's all about the economy. We've completely forgotten that we've just True. put Ukraine on a back yeah, burner. Right. As soon as something happens True. at Christmas, yeah. we're still, you know, we're still potentially going to end up in a war. That is correct. So there's a lot that could just come out of left field and. Fact, I know the, Nicola Sturgeon's sitting in Scotland thinking, I'm going to bring up this independence thing again. Oh, uh, One she thousand talk, percent she doesn't talk She's about already calling else. for a general election. Yeah, but she can't get so, that. She's not going to get anything. She's so there's anything. going to be lots of nagging stuff that Rishi Sunak's going to have to he would, deal he, with. He, I think, think, and then there's also... And Coffee is not going to be doing it for him, I'm telling <laughs> no, you. True. She's not going to be sorting out Ukraine in the background. She's not going to do any of that stuff. But the... Um, she won't even be deputy prime minister. She won't there's be no deputy. No, no, there's no way she, that would. That's one position that will definitely change. I think that Dominic Raab might go back into that position, potentially. Or, yeah. or Dominic Raab might go into the uh, position of uh, attorney general. And the reason mm. for that is they've got to deal with the migrant crisis, and that's a legal problem. Right. Okay, so that so they need to deal with that. So all of this stuff has to be dealt with. They can't just sort of keep pushing it back, pushing it back. I so, guess. I guess that's the other. Thing he has got to have a really of. good team around him. Yeah, the other thing to think of is, is now that we know who the Prime Minister is, what's Labour thinking? Or what are the opposition? We well, this, all the parties. Agreed. But... Uh, that is an interesting question, purely because Labour, and this is just my view, Labour has got a 30-point lead without doing anything. When yeah. they came out of the Labour Party conference, there was hardly a difference. There was, they were almost uh, equal in terms of um, popularity, the Tories and the Labour Party. Without doing anything, Labour have got a 30-point lead. In the, in the polls, I think I that think Labour's unhappy. I think Labour. I, I know, I, I know really. they're unhappy in general because they've been unhappy for twelve years. <laughs> but I think they're unhappy with this choice of prime minister because I think if there's any choice of prime minister that would make their life a little bit harder than they wanted, it would probably be Rishi Sunak. Yeah. If there's any, if there's any guy who is going to get elected or or go. If there's any person that's going to be elected from the Conservative Party to be the new Prime Minister, with them being in such a bad situation, this is the guy who may actually may be get able them to out beat Keir yeah. Starmer well, well, in the general election, provided he succeeds. Well for him. Yeah, yeah. Provided he succeeds. Having said that, I think every supporter of Labour Party was desperate for Boris Johnson to come back. 
Because he's because he's yeah. guaranteed to lose the general election. Yeah, yeah, he's guaranteed to get thrown out of parliament. But Rishi Sunak, if he actually steps Even up, Penny... I think people weirdly will embrace him. Well, that's a good point. Are we going back to that first question you asked about will the nation embrace mm. British? Just before I mention what my thoughts on that, Penny Morden, when she had to face Keir Starmer, I thought she was really good. Mm. A couple she of weeks was good. Ago. Yeah. She was very good. She's a good orator. Actually. Yeah, she's very good at sort of you know giving as good as she gets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was brilliant when she actually had to face um, Keir Starmer last Monday. And I genuinely think Labour were literally sitting there, fingers and toes crossed, praying that Boris was going to make his comeback. And now I think they have a problem. And I think that one of the other things they're going to be looking at is what is the front bench of the Conservatives going to look like? Because if they suddenly... Go if a what if Rishi does one thing that Liz Truss does not do, the one thing that Liz Truss really screwed up on was she only put her mates in the cabinet. If Rishi Sunak decides, right, I'm just going to get the best people for the job and I've just got to handle them, all of a sudden it's not going to be like and like the the front the front bench of the Labour Party are really going to have to up their game to actually every time they deal with any topic. Yeah, it it depends really who it is. I mean, let's let's think of the Conservative All Star team. It's going to be Rishi Sunak, probably Penny Morden somewhere as a Deputy PM. Then you've got Jeremy Hunt. We know is not going to move. Grant Chaps, uh, Grant Chaps, who's an yeah. army man, and and yeah, but Giorgio, De- yeah, Ben so, Wallace will be in defence, and uh, and Coffee as the star player. No, Coffee, Coffee's not going to be there. <laughs> she's going to be the super sub. I don't think she's going to be there. I don't think she's going to be there. I think <laughs> she's going to be Phil Foden. Go- what is go- <laughs> playing what? out on the left there? <laughs> in the hope we're getting the ball. <laughs> no, the, I think the um, I think it would be really interesting to see if he brings in any of the old grandees. A good example is. Uh, Ian Duncan Smith at pensions. So one of the things that Ian Duncan Smith introduced, um, I think it was under Cameron and then under May, he introduced the universal credit, which at the time was being hammered by everybody, but everybody knew it was the right thing to do. You know, when you know it's the right thing to do, but you've got to say it's wrong because it's the other side. Mm. Um, And when you think about the issue of benefits and what's going to be happening with the disabled payments, not people, payments for the disabled, etc., they need to have a heavyweight manage all of that stuff. They've got to run it a bit closely, though, because they, they've got to be careful of running into the Labour policy. So they need to show that their policy care. is a little bit different. I don't I, think they'll actually, care. You know what? I, that is a fair point, because very very likely that they could do what they want and slowly migrate towards the centre line That's what for Boris the general did. election, at which point Labour will not be able to suggest much different to them because they'll say, well, you're running the centre line anyway. Exactly, yeah. We've got to have crazy policies like Corbyn came out with. And then people say, well, that's not realistic. We can't vote for Labour again. Absolutely. So, Conservatives have done a smart job, actually, running the centre line every time a general election comes up. Well, Boris... then it really well, stuffs yeah. Labour. They can't sit there and say... The only way Labour can really win in that in that case is to say, well, you lot are dishonest. Well, one of the big things that Boris did in the 2019, everybody thinks about Brexit, but what people forget about is that he literally wiped out the Greens because he made the Conservatives more green than the Greens. Mm. So the Conservative Party can do that stuff and commit to it and actually deliver it. The question is, will Sunak be able to do it? 
Yeah. You know, and also, be... will the weight of trashing the nation for 12 years build up? Because every time they take the centre line towards the general election, there's just another 10 points of why they shouldn't be there. Yeah. Because people will remember history more every single time. So I think I think probably people are just fed up of Conservative Prime Ministers at this point. And uh, it's going to be hard for Sunak if a general election does come around anyway. Yeah, but he can't come around for two years. You're looking at 2025. He's, yeah, he's going to have to try and hang on. Probably till 2024 if he's brave. It's actually 2025. February 2025 is the last day. Yeah, but I think if he's brave, 2024. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 2024 is when And if he goes really well, then probably early 2024. But I don't Possibly, think I don't yeah. see him going twenty twenty three. Not next year. I no. think if I think if it doesn't work out, and they become a poison party again, they'll have no option. But they'll to, have no option. Yeah, to, but there'll be for, riots. Yeah. There'll honestly be riots in yeah. the street. If they, ta- if they, if they, tra- if they really try and hang on for twenty, I think twenty twenty five, there'll probably be riots, even if he hangs on. Because I think people. Why are going think there so long? Three Why hours. It, yeah. Sorry, three hours. Three, three years. years. <laughs> three years. Not our, our yeah. podcast is three hours. Uh, yeah, th- three three years of Sunak. Even if he's a good prime minister, I think ha- people he needs won't to get, be He needs it. to be elected. He needs that's, to be that's elected. That's like full five years of conservative government. Well, you think some governments don't even last three years? May's government yeah. didn't last three years. Yeah, it barely so, lasted three years. Some so, governments don't last six weeks. True, true. <laughs> trust, trust. So, uh, so I think that everything is now the board in his court. If you actually think mm. about it, every and it's. And the stakes are probably have never been higher at a national level, yeah. as well as at a, in terms a of political re, level. Into, even in terms of real world, um, yeah. you know, in, in terms of the, the real world things that can happen as a result of his decision making from this point forward, is very sensitive. You've got to be really careful to make the right decision. So he's in, he's probably in a much harder position than he ever wanted to be in, and um, I hope he's not just taking the job because he. Wants to be prime minister one day, no, I, I, and he wants yeah. like a to, a book deal and all this sort of stuff and 150k a year. Well, he doesn't need life. that money. This, actually, I'll tell you one of the strange things. Uh, I don't know if you heard this thing about um, Theresa May was paid 300 grand in America to give a speech. Yeah, of course she was. All right, Sunak doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the he money. He doesn't need the money, and that's the, and in some respects. Because he doesn't need the money. He's not that sort of person. I think he's actually in it because he believes he's better than the rest. He's you know what's interesting? He... You say that, but actually the people who don't need the money are still the people who go after the money. You'd never That's think, correct, you know, yeah. you'd ne- all these people who get all these Hillary Clintons and whatnot. Yeah, did, yeah. did Hillary Clinton... How much is she worth? Did she need to well, go do the speech at the Goldman Sachs? For yeah, but, yeah, that's true. She didn't need to do that. But she, um, but she's not in the same sort of league as. Um, yes, she is. She's married no. to Bill Clinton. He's not as rich as he's not. He's not into the many hundreds of millions before he's even yeah, become prime minister. There's or the president. Um, for every million you earn, there's a marginal increase in your quality of life. There's a law of diminishing returns. Yeah, you're just yeah. sitting there with money in your account at the end of the day. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, you're not getting anything out of this. You know, your private jet became two foot longer. <laughs> well, you have a, Sunak uh, may benefit from that because he's quite a tall guy, but <laughs> he may he may benefit from the foot room. But generally, for every extra million you I earn, get the impression he's quite short. No, he's quite tall. He's quite really? tall. Yeah, actually, I, I, I you know what? I think he's quite short. Now that you say it, he walked past Mac Hancock today, and Mac Hancock really sad because <laughs> <laughs> he was totally ignored. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. Maybe he's shorter. Maybe to me, just because he's quite skinny, I thought he was yeah, tall. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because you tend to see him on stage. He's on the lectern. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, he's on yeah. stage. I bet the lectern's about two foot tall, and he just looks <laughs> like a giant. He's got a special one that's slightly smaller. So yeah, it it's, all pers- it's all perspective at the end of the day. Yeah. He's a bit like Sylvester Stallone. He used to wear these. Um, he's got heels in his shoes. In shoes. Hidden yeah, heels. Was, hidden, yeah, to make yeah. himself look a bit taller. So says William Golden, by the way. That's that's from the uh, uh, William Goldman novel. Not novel, his biography. Anyway, um, anyway, so as we've established, yeah. Danny DeVito is our new prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do you think? Okay, the question you asked, we asked. Remember, I answered the second question first. The first question was, "Will the country embrace a British Asian prime minister?" What do you think? I don't think the UK is racist. Oh no, I don't. I don't think they're racist. racist. I think it's all going to be determined by how much do we feel the crunch of his policies, and people are already feeling it. People are already feeling what the situation is. Yeah, has been for a long time. You know, I've, I see so many people on a daily basis. My benefits. I need my benefits. Uh, there's nowhere for me to get a job, or you know, I can't feed my kids. I have to cut a meal out of my daily meals because I can't afford it, or I'm. Buying cheaper food, this is becoming. It's bad. A, yeah, it's, 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 people uh, are living. The the daily living is becoming much harder. Yeah, and Before even business it was, is hard as well. Yeah, business is really hard. I mean, the you know, during Corona, it was during Corona, it was more like your freedoms are restricted, yeah, and you can't yeah. do the things you like to do when you want to do them. That's true. But your daily living, it was just the social circle that had been cut out. Really, yeah, yeah. Now it's like you can't afford your daily living. Yeah, and that's what's hard. You know, really my mortgage hard. price has gone up. The price of petrol has gone up. Electricity is costing more. This is, this is all really hard stuff for people. And I think if people continue to feel that, or it gets worse, then he's going to be in a really bad position. I think the biggest problem he has is being able to demonstrate to people that he's actually working on their side. If I give you one example that was to- shows the total stupidity of Liz Truss actually and her and her cohorts. They're pouring billions of pounds into keeping electricity bills down. But most people are going to see their bills go up slightly, maybe yeah. even a lot. Yeah. And they're not going to see on their bill how much the government has contributed towards keeping it where it is, yeah. keeping it to that level. And, and there's That's a public totally perception stupid. of your policies as well, which is really important. Like Liz Truss, she, she, she tied her own noose when she said that... We're going to give a tax break to people who earn, you know. Yeah, she saw nothing 100. wrong with giving that. I this mean, is just the idea that she was trying to get away with that. She was really yeah. just, you know, kicking the stool out from under her feet. Yeah, yeah. And um, true. Uh, really, Sunak has to really avoid that. He needs to keep the public perception on his side that he's working in their in their best interest. Absolutely. And, and rich people know they'll be fine. You know, rich people know that they will be fine. So. The key for Sunak is keep the public on your side. You can be honest with them and say you're going to make cuts where you need to make cuts. Agreed. And you need to sh- you need to tell them and be realistic with them as to how hard things are going to get. And if things start to get harder than you you know let on, then you're in trouble because that's when people will start turning on you and they'll say start saying things like, well you're no better than anyone who came anyone before else. you. That's right. I think one of the things that he needs to really keep on top of because of this, the struggles that are going to happen over and all the strikes and everything, he needs to be able to let people 
have some mechanism of seeing that they're being helped when money is going into things. Because yeah. otherwise, it's all hidden away, and people think, ah, oh, the rich are getting all the benefits, rich and I'm richer. not getting anything. Yeah, and that, that's that's a symptom of being a Conservative Party member. When you're in the Conservative Party, the general assumed, public yeah. think that you are on the side of the rich people, which they are, Yeah. but yeah. you need to show that you still care about people on yeah. the bottom rung exactly. of the ladder, sadly. Yeah. And um, it's hard to strike that balance when you're a Conservative Party MP. Because you are trying to grow the economy and you yeah. are trying to make cuts at the same time and people will suffer and you have to understand that just because you know what you th- or you think you know what you're doing, people will not understand that from outside the boardroom where people will not understand That's that from outside true. the meeting room. So there mm. is an onus on you to explain to people who will not understand. I have a theory about um, whether people embrace him or not. I think people in England will, uh, in Britain, will embrace him if he can demonstrate the right type of humour at the right moment. He'll never be able to do that. If He's he a robot. D- <laughs> He's a robot. His AI won't allow him yeah, to do that. It's uh, so, I tell you, he came across. The, the worst thing is during the hustings, when I was watching the hustings, he came across as a really nice he guy. He was personable. Yeah, but he, he needs to. He needs to come out of his straight jacket a little bit but having said that he can't do that right now because it's so serious a situation you can't suddenly crack a joke or anything however he's got to work towards getting to an environment where he can relax a bit and come out with the right type of joke at the right time mm. that doesn't affect that not necessarily doesn't offend anybody but i heard something the other day that i thought was quite funny so he's in a he's a MP in a constituency called Richmond in Yorkshire. Yeah, the it's fake in, Richmond. Yeah, see what he did there. He went for the fake Richmond. People, not, not the I Richmond in London. I bet he introduces himself as I'm the MP for Richmond and then stops people there. Think, people think he's he's next to Hampton Court Palace. Yeah. I went to Oxford, Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> no, so anyway, it's a constituency. It's quite in the northern part of um, Yorkshire, as far as I'm aware. But it's uh, it's a huge um, area. And he's from Southampton. I know, I know. know, If ever there was a man who knew how to play the game, he just went to somewhere where he could win. Well, he went, yeah, exactly. Well, why not? (laughs) It's it's not that he cares about his people. He's not staying at home and representing his people. He just said, how do I get a seat? And he just went and And he got the perfect seat. seat. You know, you got William Hague's seat. However, in that area, there are very few Asian black people. And one of it, and uh, there was um, a guy talking about meeting him, and he said what he said what he liked was that uh, he he gave his uh, gave a speech in which he kind of said, "I am the diversity person. I, I am the diversity, <laughs> the diversity card. <laughs> I, I, no, no. Yeah. He basically said, yes, we have to be diverse, and I know I'm the only one here, basically. Who right, is right, right, right. Yeah, I'm he the said, only one I here. am diversity. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am the diversity yeah. community, indicating that he understands there's hardly anybody there that is um, mm. brown or black. My name is Khan. And, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, Khan. Yeah, yeah. My name is Khan. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, he, and and that was remembered. The way he cracked that joke and the way he was warm. He's not. So he's got to find a way of introducing that during his. Um, his his prime ministership. If he can do that, I think he will be. People who will bring people on side, who have a problem with the fact that, and there are people they say they're refusing to accept his English. 
Yeah, he's right. his English is he really is, good. He is, no, he, he is English. Yeah. He is, he's oh, born yeah. in England. It's the same as it's the same yeah. as the Donald Trump thing with, with Obama. Obama, yeah, Where's exactly. Your birth yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, stuff. so I think that he he that that will be a challenge later on, especially as they get towards an election. Or I, if, I think if they he's lucky him. that the non-dom thing is is done. Got dusted. done dusted, yeah. Because if that happened while he was prime minister, that would be a nightmare. I think the and the green card thing has been done and dusted as well. I think the country would have issues. And I think Labour has to be very careful to not try and resurface that because oh, they're going to be seen as the complainer party again if they bring it up. And I bet they bring they've it up already, in the first already, debate. They've already started. They've yeah, already started. I already know. And you yeah. know what's sad is that Keir Starmer can make mincemeat of this guy. If he does it properly. He knows, he's a very good orator. He knows how to argue. He knows how to do Prime Minister's questions. We've been doing it for a really long time now. He really can make mincemeat of Sunak if he wants to. But he's got to be really careful that the writers around him don't just go back to the... Oh, we'll talk about his wife and talk about the non-dom status yeah, and talk about yeah. the fact that you're all failures and all this sort of stuff. They've got to be really careful not to just... If he's always being wounds. pushed as Richie Rich, that I think ultimately will count against him. Because I think one of the... Th- because he is so rich, he doesn't care if you actually tax the rich. Yeah. Yeah? He, he, of all the people, but he's also got, he will not care about like it. He is one about, of those people. Yeah, and like we talked about in the last episode... He he um he's got quite a grounded background. Like the story yeah, is quite yeah. grounded, very even story. though he's super rich now. It doesn't sound We're like talking he's about come somebody from, from a humble background. Yeah, he's not come from what his wife has come from. Yeah, exactly. Completely, you know? so completely he, the opposite. He can argue that actually he's just successful. Exactly. It's not that he was given a silver spoon. And I think I think that will appeal to a hell of a lot of people. Yeah. And Starmer can say that Star- Starmer can kind of argue that he wasn't given a silver spoon either. People don't think of him as some guy who's just been rich his whole life and you know all this sort of stuff. Starmer's a successful guy too, but they need to be very careful that they don't paint Sonak as a guy who's been self- you know, given a silver spoon because he could easily come out and say, "Well, I am non-white. I have to deal with all these other issues that other people haven't had to do- yeah. deal with. I have been right every step of the way." Yeah, which he wouldn't. He hasn't been every step of the way, but most of the parts most of the way times, he's yeah, been right. Yeah, he's been successful in, in in all the right ways. You, as the opposition, also agree with my economic policy. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you talking about? You know, yeah. and I'm far more successful than anyone else in the opposing bench. I think I think it's going to be really interesting. I think in Britain, ultimately, we can. The vast majority of people will not care what colour he is if he is a successful prime minister. Yeah. In the, you know, in the weirdest way, there's a parallel. Kanye West came out and did a ridiculous interview with Piers, um, Piers, Piers Morgan. Morgan. And uh, Piers Morgan was giving him some advice. And Kanye West said, uh, he said something along the lines of... Um, who makes more money, Piers, me or you? And Piers was like, well, you do. He goes, so why would I take advice from you? <laughs> so it's oh, the same thing yeah. Sunak could say to everyone else in the other no, but, bed, no, no, no. which he is, went... who is more successful, me or you? And if they say, well, you are, so, so why the hell would I listen to you guys? Yeah, but this is the, this is the difference. Just because you're rich doesn't mean to say you don't listen. And I think Sunak understands He listens. That. He absolutely he does listens, listen. But he doesn't, he doesn't have to pay. He doesn't, he doesn't have to, have to do follow what they say. He doesn't, yeah, have, to, he doesn't yeah. have to do what he they does say. He does listen. He does. I, I think that that is one thing that uh, is a fair statement about him. He does listen. Yeah. But, you know, we'll have to see how he does over the next... Um, 
Well, to be honest, he's got a tough two, three weeks. Forget about months. I think we should probably follow it on a, a weekly or bi-weekly basis. Yeah, we'll give it a go. We'll see how he goes. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see, especially with the announcement, the budget and all that sort of stuff. I think we'll, we'll see where things i tell you go. what's going to be really interesting. His cabinet. Can you imagine? You know what? That's uh, you, know what? Really uh, you know what's more interesting to me what? is I just want to see what he's like when in November, December time, all he gets is questions about the World Cup. <laughs> because I can't see him as someone oh, who really looks like a football supporter. Yeah, but oh, can you... Uh, Whereas uh, Boris, you see Boris, he's very nationalistic. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he, well, he, 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 he loves he, England. He, he could, loves England. Yeah, so Boris could, Boris could say, like, we need to support our lads and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Even though no one knows. You, everyone knows he doesn't get, care about football that much. Yeah, yeah, but, but he was saying... Boris played in, you know, the, he played in the that charity football match. That was one of the funniest, match, that was one of the funniest things ever. Someone. Yeah. But... I can't see Rishi at any point standing on the thing saying, well done, lads. No, I think <laughs> he, no, he'll say it. He'll say it in robotic Oh, God, no, I hope say, he doesn't do that. Well, well done, Gareth Southgate and the England football team. Yeah, <laughs> I think, he, I think he will, yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, Boris, the, the thing about Boris that was so good and what makes him connect with so many people. Do you remember at the end of the 2020, uh, 2012 Olympics when he got all the athletes um, came to London and David Cameron gave his speech to them all? And then Boris came on afterwards, and he totally blew Cameron away with his speech. Yeah. With his speech, and one of the things he he, he started talking about all the different um, waffle. He, he talked about all the different sports that England had got um, gold medals or Britain had got gold medals in, and then he came to whiff waff, whiff waff. ping pong, uh, ping pong, and he actually started saying, "Well, that's what used to be called in the old days." That's what it used to be called, yeah. <laughs> I just great. can't see Rishi. If, He's not that Rishi sort of Sunak, If he comes out and he goes. Bring it home, guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, it's, not, it's not going to be the same. It's really not going to be. You know what the big thing's going to be? We've got T20 World Cup. I mean, yesterday, India-Pakistan was a fantastic game. Can you imagine? And India and England are on the Is he going to support India? They, no, no, no. Well, they, what's going to happen? <laughs> I is, feel can, like there's can you imagine? Can you imagine? Because they're on the opposite sides of the draw. So can you imagine if India play England in the final of the T20? He has to support England, doesn't he? he oh, he's going to support England. There's no doubt about it. His wife's but, Indian. Yeah, but his wife will support India. And he'll support England, just like you know we do at home. I wonder However, what the answer is going to be when people say, do you support... India or England when your wife's Indian? They're going to be hammering him all the time. He's going to be... You, you wait. He says, I support whoever my father-in-law supports. <laughs> my trust fund's going to get cut off. <laughs> no, I think, I think that, that, that particular moment, you'll see how the Labour Party react to him. You know, the, uh, you hear about Rupa Huck and what she said to Kwasi Kwarteng. No, what did um, she say? She, she called him a white dude in a black skin. It's a bit okay. racist, isn't it? Oh, extremely racist. And um, she's more or less got away with it. She was suspended. She said, I'm sorry. And then they brought her back in. It's like silly. You know, so there is a lot. And I know that when Johnson actually put his, uh, when he came into power in 2019, the ethnic minority um, MPs who were actually part of his cabinet, all of them took a hell of a lot of crap based on the colour of their skin, from the Labour Party. Mm. So there is a there is an undercurrent of racism within the party, within the, the Labour Party, that comes out when they are losing or when they can't do something. It's almost like a reaction because mm. they want to get... It's a bit like they, they want to get a reaction from the person. He doesn't say anything, so they end up saying something like that. That's it, um, yeah. And I think we might end up seeing that in the House of Commons. It would not surprise me if we find Labour MPs doing that. In the House of Commons. Yeah, I think they've got to be really careful because they all they need to do, which this is a problem, 
everyone knows what you need to do to win politics. And for some reason, these politicians just can't do it. And what is that? Give all, us you the... need, all you need to do is be a sensible human being and just say the facts as they are. That's really you have to do because there's no government that's not failing. Yeah, as soon as <laughs> every you pick government up, is failing. Every yeah. government is failing. There's no government that comes out in a better position than they were in before. We always come out in Very more debt. Yeah, Something exactly. is worse. Public sector's worse. You made cuts here so that you can make improvements there. Really, you're just balancing the same budget in different fashions. Yeah, just a bigger budget, but you're still trying to balance the blue. Exactly, thing. but the problem is, and, and this is a prime example, I'll give you an example um, from last week. Question time. This Labour MP, Jess Phillips, yeah. right? So Birmingham MP, yeah. Birmingham MP. She comes on question time. It's the it's the the best time to ever be a Labour Party MP. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, there's nothing you can say that Liz will actually. Liz Truss has just resigned. Yeah. The guy opposite you, Conservative Party MP, has got no time to figure out what he even thinks about yeah, the situation. Exactly. You just need to sit there and go. This government cannot handle itself. Yeah, yeah. I what it's what a very simple statement. She doesn't even give the time. Like the guy's going to capitulate if he's yeah. forced to think. If if he's given time to talk on his own, he's going to capitulate. Yeah, he will. What does she do? She tries to interrupt him every five seconds. I know, it's so stupid. And a member of the audience says, "Can you please stop trying to interrupt each other every five seconds and make smirky comments at each other? We just want to know what's happening with our country." country yeah. What does she do? She starts cutting him off again every five <laughs> seconds. And then she has to apologise for it and say, I'm going to be really good and not cut, cut, my, cut him off. And then she starts cutting him again. off again. That's terrible. That's terrible. No, but stuff like that will help the Labour Party This whole lose. thing, Yeah, so this is the whole thing. They come, on, they come on the question times and all these sorts of things and they get really emotional about everything. Oh, we've, you know, my people are suffering and I yeah, can't believe yeah. that these people have the right to go out and make decisions and they should be ashamed of themselves and all that sort of stuff. How about you just go out and you say... His economic policy doesn't make sense. I think we should do this. And I think people will benefit from that. Yeah. The problem, that, that, having said that, that's a clever answer. There's only one problem with what you just said. Every time Labour have been asked, what would you do? They haven't got an economic policy. They've always given the same answer. They've got a stock answer. We will tell you when there is a yeah, general election. I know, I know. So Which means they don't have an answer. <laughs> they don't have an How answer. How about you just say what you would do? And if you're right... Then congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the Conservative Party start following your plan, you can say, "Look, we put that plan out in in November. You started following it in December. Exactly. And look where we would have been if you started a month earlier." Yeah, yeah. In fact, Just have have some balls. Keir Starmer gave a sp uh, speech at the TUC last week because the when Liz Truss actually resigned, there was a big TUC conference. Okay, and it was all the trade unions. Okay, trade union conference, and he gave a speech, and he was trying to take credit he was trying to get the unions to take credit for the furlough scheme in the mm. uk it's like what what are you talking about <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about richie sunak actually talked to lots of people before he put that um furlough scheme together and he and this is i think this is one of the things that i think about when i think about what how richie sunak may go forward he did talk to the unions he talked to everybody mm. before he put his ideas down and decided what to do just because you talk to the guy doesn't mean to say that whatever comes out of it is all your good work and nobody else's. I really want to see a, a just a 20-minute, I don't know, one-to-one -one of Rishi Sunak talking to Mick Lynch 
don't know Mick if you know Lynch. who Mick no, Lynch I don't know is. Him. So Mick Lynch is the guy who's representing the train workers at the moment. Right. And he has been putting everyone in their place for the last eight months. Yeah. Like he he's someone who really knows what he's talking of course about. He does. He's in and he really time. knows how to give it back to someone. All oh, right. So okay. th- if you look at you, you should uh, watch him against the select committee. Um, but select committee what the house in House yeah, of Commons. It has got, so there's a select committee meeting where they were okay. talking about you know what we're doing to resolve these problems on the trains. He, on the trains, and he was giving it back hard to everyone. Really? It was really impressive. So um, anyway, I'm not going to delve into that I, too much. I think, I think the one thing, probably... that, yeah, I think the one thing that just to finish off, Liz Trust refused to give any uh, have an interview with Andrew Neil. She actually refused. Um, I think that. Rishi Sunak will not refuse. Yeah, he'll just send and his robot. He'll be and <laughs> send his to and body that will, double. That will cause a problem for Keir Starmer. That well, it depends how well it goes. No, no, I think that it's going to be. It doesn't matter uh, how well it goes. Keir Starmer. I mean, we know Andrew Neil. He he. When he runs an interview, when he does an interview. It's just unbelievable. He gives it large. He gives it large. But I mean, at the same t- time, he... they they can vet the questions. No, they can't. No, they can't. No, they don't. It's they only don't. if he does it live. I don't think. I don't think. I don't but think. But now, does that. now Andrew Neil is on the on his own uh, radio station. Yeah, spectator, isn't he? He's on he, the, yeah. Well, now he's on the radio TV, station yeah. rather than always being live. He's got, he no, no, he's on Channel Four TV now. I know, I know, but. There, there's definitely a way that they can try and make it so that all the questions are vetted. Remember, we had this the leadership debate in the last election. Yeah, but Boris vetting the questions. Yeah, but Boris. No, no, we didn't vet the questions. They Boris did, refused to have the interview. Yeah, well, everybody, go, everybody so. else had because Boris knew he was going to get torn apart. So he yeah. just said, "What's the point?" Liz Truss was so arrogant. She thought, "Oh well, Boris didn't have an interview. Why should I?" It meant that there was no real. Um, you got to be careful because Andrew yeah, Neil's a very powerful he's, man. He's, yeah. If he comes out and says, I don't think you're going to survive six weeks, Liz Trust is not going to survive <laughs> six, six weeks. weeks. <laughs> he literally did that. He literally did that. Yeah. No, so that's if you're, if you're going to avoid a, an interview with him, he might just come out and say, well, I don't think you're going to survive then. I know. I know. So, yeah, I think um, we've talked about... We're interesting times. Yeah, I think we've, we've talked about as much as we're going to talk about today. Exactly. I think and... we'll... Let's, let's give... Rishi, my best friend Rishi, <laughs> let's let's give Sunak uh, the benefit of forty eight hours <laughs> to figure out what he's actually doing. He can try not to kill King Charles, and um, we'll probably follow up on this in a week or two once we know more about what's going on, who's in the cabinet. That'll yeah. be interesting to yeah. see. Maybe we'll analyze whether these people are actually fit for purpose. And um, and what Labour's going to do? So um, thanks for listening, guys. It's a it's a whole new world. It is, or it's it is. Um, or it's wallpaper over old wallpaper. We'll find <laughs> out. We'll find out soon enough. And uh, this was the House of Commentary. If you like what we're doing, like, comment, subscribe, and uh, see you in the next one. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye.